guys know that I was the first person to sign up on Reformation Voicey? Welcome to the Gospel <laughs> for Life. The first person to sign up on Reformation Voicey Conference with, this year, I get the prize. With me this morning <laughs> is Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring Reformed Church. And, and I'm just amazed that uh, he actually opened it for That's registration, right. then went on and became the first person. You know, it does say in the Bible, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So. I don't think it applies to the conference, though. Yeah. I think your prize should be given to the last person to register. Ooh, that, we could do a first and last prize this year. Did we try that last year? So I think you, as our extensive listening audience, should know that Josh's friend takes care of our website, and Josh reached out to him, and, and the, well, the, his friend reached out to Josh and You're said, You're removing hey, the veil. No, no, there's no veil. <laughs> and said to Josh, hey, do you want to try to register? I just opened it up. And so then Josh proceeds to register right after the, his friend opens up the, the registration <laughs> and then sends out a text to Jonathan and I to say, Hey, look, I'm the first person to register. <laughs> but this goes back we, to last year. We are very excited for you. <laughs> Good job. He, he's still struggling with the fact that I possibly was the first person to register last year. That's right, you were. But not because of insider trading. <laughs> and but what we're, we're talking thankful. about... I'd like, I'd like to believe it matters. It does matter. <laughs> hey... We've spent two minutes talking about this so far because it matters. And yeah. what we're talking about is the Reformation Voices Conference coming up this year, October 21st and 22nd. Yep. Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas, it's on the subject matter of the church. It will and be a that's valley. what matters. And that's what matters. It's going to be a great conference. So for those of you who came to our inaugural conference back in 2017, you know that Joel Beakey was here for that. He's back again. It's and we now know the registration is officially open, open. Yeah, at mm-hmm. ReformationVoice.com. And, and you can get, if you go on the website, you can read a little bit about their biography yeah. and who these guys are. Yep. Um, you I, cannot be the first person to register. Nope. Because I have done that. <laughs> but. You could be the second. You could be the. Unless you registered already. Did no, you register? I, 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 I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for that last register right. prize. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about God's omnipotence. Um, we've been going through one of Paul Tripp's books called Do You Believe? Did I get it right this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Um, the the book is formatted very much like um, what we want this this program to be. It's called The Gospel for Life, where we understand what God's uh, good news is for the world, and then we, we recognize that it's not just to get us into heaven, but it's meant for every part of our life. Well, that's what this book does with essentially all the important doctrines. So yesterday we began with um, God's omnipotence. Um, so let's just continue where we picked up off yesterday. Um, Tripp talks about how God's power is seen, felt in two very distinct ways. One, being in creation, and then two, being in resurrection. So here's let's just start with this question. How has God used his power of creation um, in scripture or elsewhere to yank his people out of their grief and self-absorption. Well, thank first of all, I'd just like to say you've been listening to the voice of Pastor Josh Bales from The Well. Oh, yeah, we've been yeah. Yeah. all the introductions yeah. today. I'm Pastor Ryan Hipple from Treasure Valley RPC. Um, the, uh, you've, you've heard uh, Pastor Russ Herman and, uh, from Cloverdale and Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from, from Dayspring. Dayspring. 
So um, I think this is the first. Is this your first guest host that doing the introduction? Yes, I okay, think it is. Great. You get awesome. a prize for that. But you have the radio voice, so okay. that's uh, well, uh, well, that's thanks. quite all right. We might just uh, hire you to do our. <laughs> I could, yeah. Anyway, um, as I mentioned last episode, kind of close with. We'll just I'll just pick up here. Just those those chapters in Job that close. I mean, Job throughout the book is in just the complete pit of despair and what is going on in his life. And he's got three wonderful counselors who come alongside and tell him repeatedly it's all his fault. And um, mm-hmm. God comes in and he just displays who he is as the creator. And he's sovereign over all things. And, you know, Job has an initial reaction of just, he's a worm. Mm-hmm. But then God continues to press. And sometimes you might wonder, why does God continue to press? I mean, isn't that enough? But if you look at that first reaction of Job, he doesn't really repent of anything. It's not until the second reaction, after God presses again, that Job then comes and he repents and um, see we, we see then God, you know, the restoration. So that's kind of an instance in the question of where God really brings Job back in displaying his well, creative this, power. This is the this is the problem, you know. God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and and you know this is where. The Lord actually addresses Job, and and he says, "Shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty?" Mm-hmm. And you know, he who argues with God, let him answer. So God begins to question him, and this it, this is always an important. This is the way we learn, actually, through the questions and answers. You know, God God says, "Is there anything impossible for me?" Yeah. Uh, and and you know, the answer obviously is no and he's laid out all the things that he's done that are just beyond the scope of uh, uh, human understanding yeah. and uh, and this is just re- reflecting on his on his power and he is applying that to the the suffering that job's gone through as, mm-hmm. as ryan's pointed out he's he's we don't know what god's purposes are oftentimes through the circumstances we go through one of the things that we can be assured of as believers they are for our good and god's glory this is just a this is one of those phrases that we have to keep telling ourselves mm-hmm. For God's glory and our good, He does these things. You know, we don't always choose the best thing for us. Yeah. And actually, and we know that with our our children, if they're given the option to t- choose two things, they won't choose the best thing. Sometimes, mm-hmm. as parents, we have to give them the best thing rather than give them that choice between two objects because we know that one of them is not going to last or be beneficial to their life. That's right. So throughout the scriptures, God uses his um, the fact that he's the creator to constantly put on display his power to communicate to, to his people that he is the God that reigns and rules over all things and, and in his hand um, is um, that he is almighty. Um, Romans will say that from the very creation of the world, he has put on display his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you look around at creation, you see, and this is what the end of the book of Job is talking about, you see God on display. You mm-hmm. see his power on display. Um, in the book of Revelation, one of the, the songs of heaven, Revelation 4, is that God is worthy because he created all things. Mm-hmm. Um, Colossians 1 will say that Jesus Christ creates all things um, 
and that that creation is um, by him and for him. Um, Psalm 104, it's a, it's a poetic rendering of the creation account. Um, and it's really, it's, the point is that God not only brought all things into existence, but that he cares for his creation. Mm. So you see his power on display by calling everything into existence by his powerful word. But Psalm 104 and the rest of scriptures will tell us that creation is sustained by that same powerful word, mm-hmm, right. um, that if God did not every second of every moment of every day uphold his creation, yeah. it would fall apart. Mm-hmm. Which is really, I, I, and this is not a, <clears throat> you know, a thought that's original to me, but take that idea to the cross. When Jesus was um, being scourged and then nailed to the cross, he was simultaneously holding together his torturers, Mm-hmm. He was simultaneously holding together the wood and simultaneously holding together the mm-hmm. nails. So he was, in a sense, aiding <laughs> his own crucifixion by uh, holding creation into being. Mm-hmm. What, an, what an amazing thought. Um, so the question was, is how, how has God used his power in creation to, to yank his people out of their grief and self-absorption? Maybe, maybe also anxiety. I know that you mentioned the other day, Matthew chapter 6. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the a great passage where Jesus is teaching the Sermon on the Mount, and he just says, it's a command to look at the birds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, when, it's, I mean, did you know that in Scripture, God gives us a command to look at the birds because the birds are instructive about how God takes care of all creation through his omnipotent power? Right. In that too, um, this, the pattern that we have of creation, you know, God creating all things in the space of six days, I mean, that power that's on display, in that there's a order that's established that we rest. And whenever we come to worship God, you know, we're resting on that day because God created everything in its power and then he's commanded us to follow his pattern and rest in him. So there, there's that weekly reminder of, who God is in his power, but then he's also provided this means of rest to contemplate. for us, to contemplate mm-hmm. him. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of bringing us back each week. Yeah. I, I've mentioned it before. I, I'll say it one more time, but I, I think the book Consider the Lilies is just a very helpful book on creational, um, just theology. Um, what he makes the argument is that we've neglected this idea of creation in helping us in our worship of god that around us i think he even makes the case god has placed a seminary around us as his people Mm -hmm. um, that his creation speaks of him um, and directs us towards him and helps us to understand thoughts about god um, because of what god has brought into existence and daily sustains and i found it just to be a helpful book um, with not overvaluing creation, but not undervaluing it either, mm-hmm. um, and allowing it to help me in my praise and glorying in and adoration of, of God. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about how many times in Scripture God appeals to something in creation to illustrate a particular truth. Um, this is why in the Reformed tradition, especially like, 
the reformers talk about two books by which we know God, the book of creation and the book of scripture. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus was very earthy in his um, teaching all the time. I mean, how many times did he teach about uh, farmers or seeds that are getting sown? Even when he was talking about his own resurrection, he says, unless a, a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, um, there, won't be, there won't be life, mm -hmm. there won't be fruit. Um, so absolutely, I, I think that's a... a Creational. What's the name of the book? I consider the lilies. Consider, and it's a book on creational theology. I mean, I have preached on Psalm twenty nine, and I love Psalm twenty nine. Yeah. Um, it's it's the God of the thunderstorm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had lamented when I was preaching it. I preached it while I was out here that I just miss Midwest thunderstorms. Mm -hmm. Unless you've lived through one, it, you're missing something. It, it it you see it develop. And, and you see the horizon, the storm coming, and the the it just lights up the entire sky. Mm -hmm. um, and if you just have a wonderful um, thunderstorm where torrential rains come, if you you're just, in a protective place, that's really wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, well, it's really fun when you're out in the field. Yeah, yeah. then you understand. <laughs> when Psalm you're out 29. on the lake, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> and I it. it you look at this Psalm of David, and David is using this for worship. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. saying just the thunderstorm speaks of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And because of what you see in creation, David's saying, ascribe to God glory. Mm -hmm. And I, I really just think that we miss some of that. Mm -hmm. um, we miss some of that wonder of the power of God in the world that he has made. Well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life. We're going to close up the show, but don't forget, go register to our 2022 Boise Reformation Conference this year, October 21st and 22nd. If you go to ReformationBoise.com, you can register there for free. Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas on the topic of the church. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to ReformationBoise.com. We'll see you next time.